This paid podcast is a partnership between Slate Studios, American Airlines, British Airways, and Visit Britain. I'm Hattie Pearson, a DJ and radio presenter living and working in Manchester. In every episode, we've been following an American traveller as they traverse Great Britain. All along, they've been seeing my country through the eyes of the locals. But here's the twist in our final episode. This time, I'm the local. Manchester is my hometown, and now I get to experience it through their eyes. I've eaten vegan junk food now in Bristol, Liverpool, and Manchester. From American Airlines, British Airways, and Visit Britain. This is I Travel For, a series about adventure, curiosity, and wonder. I know I'm biased, but Manchester is the best city in the UK. I'm happy. Hi. Hi. Oh, nice to meet you. This place is amazing. Oh my God. Today is the day that the three travellers have joined me in Manchester. Quite literally, they are taking refuge in this restaurant called The Refuge, which is a renovated bank. I'm joined by Otis Gray. I'm recording. For food purposes, definitely. Ali Lima. Reporting from Manchester. <laughs> and Nora Boydell. I feel fancy... We are taking our meal this evening in the Winter Garden, in the central space of the refuge, in what I would describe as an orangery with... Trees. There are trees in this restaurant. It does feel like we're in a greenhouse. This place is pretty swanky, I'll admit it. But what better place to celebrate the end of three incredible, unique adventures from three travellers that have worn their hearts on their sleeve and trusted in local Brits to show them a path that otherwise would have been totally undiscovered. I've learned more in six days travelling than I probably would in six months. Is there one thing in particular that you think throughout this trip you've learned about yourself or part of your personality or your attitude towards things has changed? Nora? someone in Scotland told me that there's a Gaelic phrase that I'll have to look up which basically means the people the language the landscape inseparable and what it means is you can't talk about any one of those things without talking about all of them and even though I'm so drawn to nature and these natural landscapes it is about connecting to the people in them and to the experience that they've had and the stories that have been there sorry that was probably very long (laughs) Kind of put it into context. When I travel, I am an assiduous planner. I plan everything out in advance. And so for this trip, having someone else give me, you know, ideas for an itinerary, that was very much out of my comfort zone. And I was very worried that, that I wouldn't get it all done. So the trip has been very much for me about not always controlling everything. So you think it's given you a kind of new way of traveling? Um, Thank you. The food's arrived. It looks so yummy. More food. It's like never ending. Like 10 out of 10 plate after 10 out of 10 plate. And now a word from British Airways. When thinking of travelling to London, British Airways offers non-stop flights from 26 US gateways. While it's definitely a great hub for a British vacation, there's so much more to discover. Once you're in London, they have connections to places like Manchester, Newcastle, Edinburgh, and so many more, so you can explore what you travel for. 
Find out more at BA.com. The reason I came to Manchester was for university and after graduating in 2012, I decided I never wanted to leave. To me, that was the best decision of my life thus far. I have lived in Manchester for almost a decade now and I still get in a cab at the weekend and regularly have somebody say, you're not from around here. And I think, you know what, I, I kind of am. So although I don't have a native Mancunian accent, having been born and bred in the south of England, I am certainly proud to call myself an adopted northerner. When I first came here, I learned about the Manchester worker bee. It's a symbol of Manchester which dates back to the Industrial Revolution and is a representation really of how hard people worked at that time. Today, you're able to see it all over the city if you keep your eyes peeled. On benches, on bins, on lampposts, it's pretty much everywhere as you go about your daily routine. To me, it's a reminder of the spirit of Manchester and how we're all in it together and part of a wider community, no matter what our background. The question I wanted to ask you is like, how would you describe Manchester to someone who hasn't been there? Welcoming, strong, resilient. In May 2017, there was a tragic attack at a music concert right here in Manchester. 22 people lost their lives and many more were injured. After that devastating incident, lots of tattoo artists donated their time for free for people to get a symbol of the Manchester worker bee as a tattoo. All proceeds of this went to the charity to support the victims and their families at such a difficult time in their lives. Wow. We look after one another and whether you're from Manchester or you're an adopted Mancunian, We've kind of all got each other's backs. And even though you are this kind of like tight-knit gang of a, of a place, maybe gang isn't the right word, but like... Hi, Ali said it. The bee is the perfect kind of representation of that. We're going to have a little tour and learn more about bees, and uh, my curiosity is definitely peaked here. And now a word from American Airlines. Whether you're seeking out an exclusive, personalized experience for long distance travel, a little more legroom, or just a flight that gets you from point A to point B, American Airlines has what you need. Fly in style and connect to the world even easier on the world's largest airline. Discover more at aa.com. Coming to you live from St. Peter's Square. Oh, what a cool place. The first thing that I see is a huge bee, a huge statue of a bee. It's this big open square with the central library kind of dominating it. And there are two bees in front. And there are kids hopping all over the bees. Even the, the railways are yellow. I wonder if that's on purpose. Probably. We gave our travelers a hint of why the Manchester worker bee is such an important symbol for Mancunians and for this city. There is a lot of heritage and history that goes into this little bee and my friend John was on hand to kind of give the guys a bit more context. He's a local radio presenter like me and also a tour guide in Manchester. The perfect person to show them around. 
I'm showing you my arm, a tattoo on my arm. It's a very stylized diagram of a worker bee. And this was the worker bee that became the symbol of Manchester because we were the first city of the Industrial Revolution. This was the world's first modern city. The hive of activity, if you like, in the UK. A hive. See? Like, it's the coolest symbol ever. A metaphor, purely for how industrious the city was. The bee became the symbol, which is why the trams are yellow and black. You'll see bees everywhere. It's the first thing that I saw when I got here. Manchester lends itself to being a place where people aren't afraid to make mistakes and people can throw themselves into their dreams and achieve whatever it is they set their minds to. The raw material of cotton was coming from the States. We were then producing it in two and a half thousand mills around Manchester into cotton. And that cotton was traded in what was once the largest single room in the world, the Royal Exchange, which is now a theater. Liverpool were shipping the cotton through for us. So a group of civil engineers and cotton mill owners got together in the late 1800s and decided to dig a canal all the way from here to the sea. That's 36 miles away. That had become, by the early 1900s, the third busiest dock in the UK. Because some people were so audacious enough to think, let's get the cotton straight here. We don't want to be testament to kind of Liverpool's success. We want to make it a Mancunian triumph of engineering. Mancunian. Mancunian. Mancunian means of Manchester. So it's not Manchester. No. Lots of people say the only thing Manchester is missing is a beach. Well, we kind of have a makeshift one down at Castlefield Bowl, which is used as an outdoor concert arena and hosts to various events throughout the summer. In fact, I'd say Castlefield is probably one of my favourite spots in the city. I love walking down the canal and seeing smoke coming from the chimneys of the narrow boats that have been moored up, with ducks and geese passing by with no cares in the world. There is a real identity, a personality that you get as soon as you get into the city. The feisty spirit of Manchester interacts with the place today in ways you might not expect. This is an old gentleman's loo, an old Victor a disused Victorian toilet. Wait, so, okay, so I'm a guy walking around the middle of the city. You need to take a pee, you come here. How is there a toilet big enough where it's now a bar? Well, you'll see, it's a really small bar. The temple is an old Victorian toilet where men, yes, used to do their business. Wow, 50 feet long maybe 15 feet across, uh, very, very tight. Did ladies have any underground toilets around here? No idea. I have no idea where the women did that. The women probably had a slightly better deal. The fact that it used to be a bathroom is uh, makes it even more special. In fact, I would say that lots of locals don't even know about it. And to me, that is why it is a hidden gem, definitely worth venturing into. The thing that attracts lots of people to Manchester is undoubtedly its musical reputation and the heritage that it has. So many bands started their career in Manchester and we have a lot to be grateful for. Bands that started out in the 70s and 80s. So, yeah, this is the boardwalk. You can see one of the blue plaques up outside. Manchester. Do you know what Manchester is? Manchester was certainly an era in Manchester's musical history that shaped how many people enjoy and listen and experience music. 
Nightclubs like the Hacienda were integral to that era of music in the 80s. It was about living and breathing a party atmosphere together, side by side with people who were discovering this kind of acid house, underground music for the first time and wanted to enjoy it and relish in a new scene that was being created by local DJs who had never been heard before. The yellow smiley face that we can see on the blue plaque. So yeah, 1984 to 1999, uh, the Ballwalk was a venue. Like every name in Manchester music has kind of rehearsed here, played here. Manchester. Loads of stories happened in here. Um, but yeah, it was a, a, ven a nightclub and a place that they rehearsed as well. Are you taking us clubbing tonight? <laughs> Not here. So perhaps on the next trip, I could show them the real nightlife of Manchester. But before we go, there's one last place I'd like to take our travellers. All right, where are we at right now? So now we're on Oldham Street, the main street in the Northern Quarter. And it's probably my favourite street in Manchester. It's a hub for independent coffee shops, dingy music venues with sticky floors, and vintage clothing stores aplenty and not forgetting many trendy cocktail bars. Basically, everything you need in one place. We're just approaching the Fog and Bucket, which is uh, a comedy club in the Northern Quarter, famously known for its Monday night event called Beat the Frog. Beat the Frog on a Monday night at the Frog and Bucket is one of the longest running comedy nights in Manchester. The comedy is sometimes a bit hit and miss, which I suppose is the joy of it. You never quite know what you're going to get. I think the beauty about this trip for the three travellers is that they have been travelling simultaneously, yet on such an individual journey, never quite knowing what is round the next corner. Having faith in the locals that they've met, trusting in them and their suggestions on where to eat, where to sleep and the experiences to have has really made each of the journeys so much more special and unique. time for them to go. You know what? I'll miss them. Well, what are you guys going to miss? I'm going to miss all the tea. The appreciation for tea everywhere I go. I'm going to miss the debaucherous eating that I've done. Oh, and, and accents. I'm going to miss British accents. I'm going to miss having an American accent in a different place. <laughs> you like being a little different? I stand out here, you know? Yeah. Like an exotic fish. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you, Mr. Gray. There you go. Thank you very much. Goodbye, Brittany. <laughs> we'll be back. Hi, Hattie. Thank you so much for showing us around Manchester. I had such a great time. I really enjoyed the city. It'd be great to show you around if you're ever on this side of the pond. Just give me a shout. Thanks so much. Bye. Hey, Hattie. This is Otis. I just wanted to say thank you so, so much for showing us around Manchester. Let me know when you're coming by New York City. I'm going to take you to one of the most amazing places you'll ever eat at. I can't tell you what it is because then too many people will know. See you sometime soon, hopefully. Bye.
Hey Hattie, thank you so much for an incredible time in Manchester. I loved learning about how diverse Manchester is and especially the incredible music scene. Come visit me in New England and we will go whale watching in Cape Cod and I think you will love it. I Travel For is produced by Slate Studios in partnership with American Airlines, British Airways and Visit Britain. If seeing Manchester through my eyes made you want to travel to Great Britain, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can learn more about their adventures on our website, partners.slate.com slash itravelfor. Music composed by Alexis Quadrado. I'm Hattie Pearson. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>